Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Oklahoma Venture Forum podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Golding. I'm joined today by special guest Nathaniel Harding from Cortado Ventures. He's a managing partner there. Good to see you today, Nathaniel. You too. It's great to be here. Now, you're going to be a, one of our two panelists for Wednesday, December 13th, our December OVF Power Lunch. The title is State Small Business Incentive Funding, Funding Panel, mm-hmm. Part 2. We did the first part in Tulsa a couple months ago, but we're going to have part two here with yourself and James Spawn from Boyd Street Ventures. We're going to be talking specifically about the State Small Business Credit Initiative, SSBCI. It's a mouthful. It is. I say, it's a beautiful I, I, thing. I always, I always say it wrong. I get them. <laughs> I get those letters all mixed up. And that comes from the federal government from the CARES Act, right? That's so right. Uh, let's quickly... For anyone who doesn't know who you are, give a short introduction of yourself, and then let's uh, have a brief preview of what that panel of discussion is going to look like about the SSBCI. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I like like you mentioned, I'm founder and managing partner of Cortado. But before that, you know, I'm born and raised Oki, went to OU, uh, you know, engineering background, and worked for um, a large oil and gas company before working for the family business, before having my own business, and now I get to invest in other businesses, right. and so. Uh, we, we started Cortado in 2020 um, and invest in seed stage high-tech companies. And you just announced your second fund. That's right. Yeah, right. so we uh, successfully raised $80 million for fund two. Uh, we're thrilled to have that um, increase from fund one, which was $20 million. Right. Uh, but doing the same thing, just um, um, but you know, leading more rounds and, and reserving more for follow-on investment as well. And I assume that means that fund one went really well. Yeah, our, our investors are happy. You know, these funds have a long life, 10 years plus. Right. So it's early, uh, but all signs are very positive, and our, our investors voted with their wallets and re-upped into fund too. And we have a lot of new investors as well. And you're doing most of your investing in mid-continent. That's right. Yeah, we, we like to borrow the phrase mid-continent, uh, which has really been used in oil and gas for the mm-hmm. past 100 years. Right. Um, but it describes this seven-state area in the middle of the country. It's an area where... It has the sectors that we that we care most about as investors and where we have a lot of network and know-how. Right, and experience. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. So you're going to be on this panel, again, with, with James Spawn from Boyd Street Ventures. Do you know James? I do, yeah. Okay. In fact, we exchange emails today. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That, mm-hmm. You guys are, are in the same space. It makes a lot of sense. And so that's going to be Wednesday, Wednesday, December 13th. What type of information do you think that people need to get out of that and maybe some of the questions you anticipate at the uh, from that panel discussion yeah i mean i think people ask some about just the 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 state of vc i mean obviously Mm -hmm. with um you know the economy kind of acting like it it may go in a recession but maybe not but it's still kind of your high interest rates um fundraising is difficult for any asset class plus we have an election year coming up that's right so there's some uncertainty where that comes with that um, you know, we, we love questions about just how, what are we looking at as investors? Mm-hmm. What's interesting? You know, how to pitch us? Um, and then, yeah, learning more about SSBCI and what that means to Oklahoma, what that means to f- firms like ours. So the SSBCI funds were from the CARES Act. That was mm-hmm. COVID and federal government. But it's specifically coming through the state itself. So the money comes to the state and then through Commerce and through OCAST, it ends up with Cortado and a couple of other venture mm-hmm. firms, a few in Tulsa and a few here in Oklahoma City and Norman, and that was done for a specific reason, and yeah. and let people understand why that they set it up this way. 
Yeah, so yeah, the, you're right. The U.S. Treasury um, is working with, with every state, and every state has some entity that manages it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one here is, is, is OCAST. And OCAST decided, like many other states, to invest in funds. Um, and you know, I guess taking a step back, they first decided that, hey, we want to really um, – you know, the U.S. Treasury decided this, OCAST – that um, we want to in- invest in early-stage companies. And the idea being it's a great driver of economic opportunity. Sure. Most um, net job growth – in America is from startups and innovative companies. Um, And it's an opportunity for us in Oklahoma to diversify our economy. So there's lots of reasons that people that are in state government are interested in that. Um, But there's also this burgeoning venture capital ecosystem in Oklahoma. So the timing is great. Um, And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're performing the function of an allocator. So in other words, they're allocating funds into best in class venture capital firms. um, And we're thrilled to be included in that. Um, as opposed to investing directly in companies because, you know, then you have your state government acting like a VC. And that's just, I don't think it's a great kind of... It's complicated. Um, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> and so, um, you know, our friends at OCAST and the state government, I think, made a really good decision um, to instead work with professional, full-time, established venture capital firms where all we do is, you know, look at a thousand deals a year and, and pick the best ones. And so we're doing that um, on behalf, you know, and, and with an investment from... SSBCI. Are there other parameters for this fund specifically? Does it have to be an Oklahoma-based company? Are there verticals that are, that you're mm-hmm. specifically looking for, et cetera? So um, the, the have-to-have is um, f- for us to use SSBCI funds, it has to be in a company that um, is largely in Oklahoma. You know, either majority of operations or customers or personnel or all the above. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we also raised you know, a, a, most of our fund – um, is is non SBCI, and so we Cortado um, can and do invest in many different areas. Um, but whenever we do invest in an Oklahoma related company, um, then yes, we can absolutely use SBCI funds. Um, and then the 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 priority for the areas includes things like energy, biotech, and aerospace mobility. And so those are areas that are a great fit for what we already do. And so. We, as at Cortado, get to invest in the companies that we love and think they have the best opportunity. And if they happen to have a great Oklahoma connection, then it's even even more capital we can invest. And um, and you know we already have a, a local focus, and so I think it's a great alignment and partnership. And then you have uh, the responsibility of of giving some transparency to where the funds go, how they perform, that, that, you know, it just didn't go into someone's pocket, right, mm-hmm. that they were really invested in things that potentially could – create jobs and, and, and expand the income base and the tax base, et cetera, right? That's right. So there's regular reporting requirements. Um, we already audit our funds, and so we'll continue to do that with this. Um, and so yeah, there's there's the required reporting, um, you know, which is significant but very important to make sure that there's visibility on how that those dollars are used. Um, but, you know, we also, we just as a firm believe that communication is the, the key. You know, you communicate the good and bad. You don't try to hide anything. So, you know, we do uh, public monthly newsletters. We also do investor-only um, quarterly newsletters where we get into all the details. We just had our annual shareholder meeting mm-hmm. recently, um, and that's where we give a state of the funds address. You know, it's like two hours. Our investors come and learn about um, how we're investing their money. Um, and we think it's really important to build a long-term trusting relationship. When we say the term VC, right, which is short for venture capital, that's still a big encompassing term. It can mean a lot of different things and the uh, 100 different venture capital firms could be organized different and, and structured differently and have different focuses and different ways they operate. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that, that Cortado does that is distinct to you 
and some of the things that if someone's going to ever pitch you, whether it's whether it's SSBCI money or or a, a, a traditional mm-hmm. investment, what are some of the things that you look for, and some of the things that you are more likely to say yes to, and some of the things you probably would likely say no to? Yeah, so we focus on the seed stage, which for us means that um, you have a product, you have a minimum viable product, um, you're selling, you have a, a pilot customers, and maybe some early commercial contracts. Um, you know, but but likely less than you know one million dollars of annual recurring revenue. So if somebody's in that sweet spot of you know post product early revenue, hmm. um, that's a you know kind of a stage criteria. Another is has to be high tech, so it has to be some kind of defendable novel technology invention patent. Could be software, um, could be physical hardware, but that's an important element is the technology piece. Um, and then, you know, we have to have conviction that it's something that's 10 times better than anything else out there and that has the potential um, to return 20 times, okay. you know. Um, and that's really the way that we look at our investments is we want to um, invest in things that have tremendous growth potential. And so, of, of course, a huge market they can sell to, but importantly, a go-to-market strategy that they can they can repeat and scale. Right. And a lot of times in, in that stage of the company, the CEO is really the, the chief salesperson as well. Right. And, uh, and that, I think, is an, an important alignment of interest because you're early in that product development and you're iterating, you're responding to customers. You have to nail it with those first 10 customers and make them thrilled, and then you can scale that sales motion. So um, that's, that, that's that filter. Um, yeah, we, you know, we look for kind of right-sizing on, on just valuation and um, the amount that they're raising. You know, venture capital is not the best fit for everybody. You know, um, it's, it's, venture capital is really best suited for companies that have you know a, a massive potential scale, high margin, you know, high tech, high growth trajectory, and uh, where you need to invest a little bit of capital up front, and then you kind of come back to the well a year or two later, and and you're raising more. And so a lot of times you have you know companies raise uh, five or six or ten rounds over their development, and uh, until they get to that kind of profitable uh, full scale operation. And so those are some of the, the large, you know, kind of general attributes that, that we look for and I think are um, more or less you know, common among you know, various venture capital investors. Where we start to dig in a little bit deeper and be and, and specific to us is, again, that regional focus. And we care more about um, – we, we do care about where the, the CEO and the founders live, but we also care a lot about where they're selling. So if they're selling into a market that we know a lot about, then that's interesting. Um, we have three categories that we look at. One is what we call it Industry 4.0. So think of the digital world meeting the built world. Okay. So um, like energy and logistics, right? The second is future of work, like workflow automation. And the third is life sciences. So those are that's where we really focus specifically as a firm. So you mentioned that uh, right now at the end of this exact moment, there's a lot of, of trepidation about the economy and whether mm-hmm. it's a good time to invest or not. But uh, as as all good things or even all bad things, I think we'll work through that as, as a nation and definitely as, as, as a state. So if you were to maybe skip ahead five or 10 years from now, what is your opinion of the business landscapes and specific to venture capital? And how do you think this SSBCI inflection of cash is going to help that move along. Yeah, I think we've already seen about a tenfold growth in the amount of venture capital in in this local market. Um, but I also think we have another 10 times to go. And I'm not saying to be, you know, Silicon Valley, but I'm saying to be um, compared to many other like peer cities, peer regions. So I, I, can, I would expect to see 10 times more growth in the amount of venture capital activity. So more firms, more companies, more innovation. Right. 
Um, Steve Case, the founder of AOL, calls it the third wave of innovation. And I like that phrase, but it's really referring to because of the software development that's happened over the decades, you now see more and more technology innovating in legacy industries. So expect to see more things like AI in manufacturing, right? as opposed to just purely like software and digital solutions. Um, that's a trend that we are, are tracking quite a bit, and, uh, and that's also proliferating venture capital. So Oklahoma City is not the only place where you're seeing venture capital outside of um, you know, the major tech hubs, places like Salt Lake City. Um, you know, Tulsa, actually, you know, our, our near neighbors, they obviously are, have done tremendous things developing the venture capital ecosystem. I think it'll even affect things like, you know, with, with the proliferation of AI, it's now arguably less important to, you know, memorize and learn specific skill sets and more about how, what is the, the human side of using tools like AI? Right. What are things that we can uniquely do as humans? I mean, I'll be encouraging my kids to have more focus on, you know, creativity and problem solving as opposed to like make sure you learn this coding language or whatever. I think that's going to be influence a lot of our behavior but also the business opportunities. And Oklahoma has a unique kind of we've always been positioned with with our energy sector and some other things as, as sort of being insulated by uh, away from certain things that happen in the general economy or maybe last last to, to come into a recession if if the country goes that direction. And quickly to kind of come back out, typically because so much of our economy has been focused on energy. But there's also been a huge focus on diversification of our mm-hmm. economy and the businesses that we not only have here, but that we start up. So how do you think we're doing in that direction? How are we maintaining our, our, our foothold in energy because we're so great at it, but also adding other things to it to create that diversification? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the number one way to diversify an economy is exactly what the state's doing now, which is stewarding capital and and just creating a, a friendly environment um, to let foster you know to, fo- to foster innovative companies and startups and it's very um I guess it's it's not as like easy to understand as like well let's recruit a huge company to come move here right you know and that that gets the headlines it's a good press release you can, right like, you can wrap your head around like yeah. oh a thousand employees that's a lot and but that's really not like sustainable I mean you know, right. just to do that over and over um, it's very expensive and then as soon as they have a better deal they may leave anyways Instead, by by growing our own, um, we can, and, and by letting kind of the invisible hand of the market decide which ideas are the best ones, right. you start to ha- you know kind of percolate these new subsectors, and then the the support companies um, that you know that that work with you know the suppliers for for example that would work with these companies that that kind of rise to the top, um, all of a sudden you've developed this new sector in your economy that maybe you couldn't have predicted that maybe uh through you know policy making you couldn't have just like you know said this is going to be the one that we're going to though grow right it happens unexpectedly but it, ha- it happens through kind of the messy process of just hundreds of startups and private and you know investors using risk capital to try to create these opportunities and so i think what what you're seeing now with the state focusing on innovation, um, Oklahoma City and, and the you know, Chamber of Commerce, talking more and more about innovation and entrepreneurship, you know, the innovation district, you know, the development there. Um, those are all, the, I think, the core principles of how do you diversify your economy. Which is also one of the roles of OVF, is mm, to right. be, be part of that process, right? Connecting people who are starting businesses, people that support businesses like myself, service providers, mm-hmm. funders, whether it's venture capital, traditional banking, insurance, et cetera, right? And putting them in a room together and then letting letting these good neighbors figure out mm-hmm. how to make this work. 
That's right. Yeah, and it's um, and those those kind of unpredictable collisions and intersections <laughs> with people um, is what the stuff of opportunity. So if I were to give you kind of a magic wand and say, with the magic wand, and and we're ten years from now, what would you hope to see the the business landscape and the entrepreneurial landscape in Oklahoma look like? How how would you direct it if you if you had the power to do so? I do think that we really need to work on our education system um, in Oklahoma. Sure. And uh, it may be tempting to think that I'm referring to, like, we need to pump out more engineers. Um, that's not what I'm really talking about, although that is nice. Um, you can import engineers, you know, and so you can attract, you know, dozens or scores of engineers for a, a company that's growing. What I actually mean a little bit more about is it, it can be difficult sometimes to recruit people um, if they believe that the public education system mm-hmm. isn't what they want. And so families are making, you know, or people that expect to have families are making those decisions on a personal level. And, um, you know, I interact with other firms and, and companies throughout the country. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of like this unofficial, like, surveyor of, you know, what, what, do, uh, what do people think about um, Oklahoma and, and the business opportunity here? And there's so much going for us, but I, I do, I, you know, firmly believe that um, really getting public education right and um, is an important stepping stone right. to realizing that the the ultimate vision, which is we should be properly viewed as a new home for this third wave of innovation, you know, where you have an amazing founders and entrepreneurs coming from industry, building new technology in, in these legacy industries and kind of reinventing ourselves from the inside out. Um, but yeah, for us to be able to scale and attract talent, um, that's a, the education piece is really important. All that comes together to make it an exciting time to be in business in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's right. So looking forward to the conversation that you'll be having uh, with yourself and with James Bond from Boyd Street Ventures on Wednesday, December 13th. If you guys have not signed up yet, you can still watch via Zoom. So go to ovf.org and get yourself access via Zoom so that you can listen in, even ask questions via Zoom to the panel. I'm, I'm sure you guys will have some interesting insights. And then the Q&A on these panels are always good. There's always interesting questions because there's such smart people in that room. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking, looking forward, forward to, to that yeah. as well. Be great. Appreciate you being on the podcast today and giving us some insights as to what to expect, some things to look forward to the, the future of venture capital here in Oklahoma, and the things that we can all participate in as, as citizens of Oklahoma and the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So appreciate your time today. Nathaniel. Thank you, Kyle. It's been great. Thanks.